another Four Corners, guys. How is it going? Uh, going so nice to actually have some NBA or some games to watch. Patiently waiting for football. Hopefully yeah. we get football. Yeah, I agree with that. It does suck that we don't have the preseason. Like, big time. Because what, are we starting here soon? Like, next week? This week? <laughs> yeah. Training camps. Started the training camps, right? Yeah. Training camps have started. All month. I saw Hard Knock is going to come out on the 12th. Who are they doing this year? One of the LA teams? Or both? both? both yeah. Ooh, that's dirty. That is dirty. Okay, guys. So, for this episode, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. I'm just going to keep it easy, simple, nice, free-flowing. Do what, Say what you want. Do what you want. All right? But we're going to start with number one. What is your most important fantasy position? Cammy? I mean, I'd say obviously running back. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> I mean – I think it's I think it's running back as well, but I just the the gap between a decent running back and a decent wide receiver is just a little bit different. So I think mm-hmm. just with the least with or like less depth and shit or in stuff, <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> um, I think running backs are more important because I mean there's at, at times there's three or four wide receivers on the same on the field at once, so it's tough to find that gym at running back. So is that true, especially with this year with the COVID? Oh, this is standard. I, say, what? I mean, what do you I think, I, I think it opens up the door for more running backs to come in. So making it not as scarce, but at the same time, it's just, it's going to be the same thing with wide receivers as well. Yeah. So, I, no, mean, I agree with you guys. It, it has to be the running yes. back. Just looking at the projections here, there's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight running backs that they have projected over 200 points. And you go to wide receiver, and you know, there's damn near 20, 20 wide receivers that are projected over 200 points. Yeah, not only like that. Like Think of what the first round, how quickly, like Tanner was saying, the running backs drop off. It's like, eh. that's why oh, 100%. I always like going running back when I'm on my first pick all the time. Unless you get that like five, that. I say like what, five to eight, and you can get Julio or you get Michael Thomas. I like that range for those two. But other than that, you got to go for the first four. has to be running back. Agreed. For sure, yeah. I. How do you guys feel about tight end? I know, obviously, you're not taking tight end first, but I mean, where do you see the value in that compared to a wide receiver I mean, it or is a running back? Nice for sure to have. I mean, if you can get one of those top four guys that you know you don't have to worry about, <laughs> but then, I mean, like you're saying, if you don't get one of them, then you can kind of plug and play. But I always feel like the championship teams have a stud tight end that can get them some wide receiver like points. Yeah, I just I just think that finding those light tight ends is more important just because if you take a guy in the first three rounds, you're going to be probably the last team in your league to, to fill out their running backs and rece- receivers, at least the starters. Yeah. So you just put yourself behind the eight ball if you're taking tight end early. You, I, I know they're great, 
and they can be good. But I just think that there's every year there's like four or five tight ends that come on the scene, obviously not to become elite tight ends, but that are going to get you those solid, you know, eight, eight points a week. Um, I just think that waiting on that's kind of the play personally. Yeah, no, I'm with you guys. I always wait for that. But if you, it's all kind of, I would say, kind of goes by how the draft goes. Because if you're like that five to eight round, you pick a wide receiver, you're not going to get one of the premium running backs. And if you do wait, yeah, um, you're going to have a little bit less getting stuff. But if you don't like like Dalvin Cook, since he hasn't reported, even though that he did say his agent was saying something that they never said anything about that. You do have Derrick Henry, Todd Gurley, Aaron Jones around that later because if you're about eighth round, you can easily grab one of them. So it all depends on what you want to do. You can pick a wide receiver first round, then go tight end, and you have the number one wide receiver. You have a number one tight end. If you're in a PPR league with two wide receivers, I think that could be actually a good option. But I'm with you guys. I like going tight end later rounds. But that was just something I thought I'd shoot out. Yeah. Oh, it kind of depends on the draft, I, I think, anyway. Because if you're, like, eight and there's, like, ten tight ends – or, like, what? Not ten tight ends, but, like, seven people go running back, then you better go running back or you screwed. But you get them crazy people or, let's say, there's only – you're eight, there's only four – five running backs that go. Then you got three wide receivers. Then what would you do on that position? Three top three receivers or top two receivers are gone, and the top five running backs are gone. I what are you selecting? I'm still going running back. I think there's just more. I don't know. I think you get more value out of grabbing a guy like you know Aaron Jones or something like that rather than getting your you know consistent points with a DeAndre Hopkins or Julio or whoever that third receiver might be. I just think you're because if you pass on running back first round. You're waiting for second, and then you're looking mm. at, you know, your first running back is going to be like Kenyon Drake, something like that, you know, really? who's not a bad running back, but that's your first. And then your second's going to be even worse. And then you're going to have to try to go. I don't know. One of the I'd much rather have an Aaron Jones and then on the turn back, grab a, grab a wide receiver in the second because there's still going to be quality wide receivers there. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. I agree. All righty. Okay, let's go to the next one, guys. How does the opt-out clause affect the NFL? Why don't you explain it a little bit for the listeners, Nolan? All right, guys. So the opt-out clause right now is – give me a sec. Oh, my gosh. Mike will be joining here in a bit. But the opt-out – What's that, Tanner? Uh, uh, just go, go ahead. Go ahead. So the opt-out clause, guys, is basically the player can do two choices. Not every player, but there's two choices that happen. It's a medical reasoning. If you do a medical reasoning opt-out, they get 300000 for the year. They don't have to play. I believe they get to come back or they officially out for the whole season. They're out for the whole season. Yeah, so they're out for the whole season. season. Mm-hmm. Um, or you just do the opt-out clause that you saw with two Chiefs players – Williams and our right guard, Latariev. Um, it's $150,000 they get for the season. 
and the teams do receive their money back, whatever else they don't have to pay. So let's say like C.J. Mosley that the Jets do, he is only going to get paid this season 150000 So whatever he was going to get paid this season, they just saved a big chunk. And didn't they just sign him to a big contract two years ago? Yeah. Her, so, I mean, wait, I kind of went away. C.J. Mosley. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I kind of went away from that, but that's basically what the opt-out clause is, guys. So how is this going to affect the NFL? I th- I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I, I mean, I'm hoping not, but I feel like it definitely could be. I mean, I could see just the domino effect coming in the NFL because a lot of people are getting decent deals not even having to play. Um, and it's going to be very weird conditions. Stuff like that. I could see a domino effect, which I really hope doesn't happen. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely could see it. Oh, yeah. No, that's kind of what I was going to say, too. It's almost like the run on these opt-outs is going to start here now that we're getting into training camp and, like, actually starting some actual activity. But with that being said, um, look at New England, and they've already had – seven guys so like are they ahead of the curve like do they know like something like does he have a plan to save all that money it's just weird that they had so many all at one time yeah and it's the year after they lost Tom Brady people are like oh they're tanking for Trevor they're tanking for Trevor (laughs) I don't know if they are or not it kind of seems like they are but like you guys are saying this could be a domino effect and what that means is more players are going to start dropping out quicker and faster. And potentially what you're going to see is like the MLB is once they start training camps and they actually start practicing, you're going to have teams have a big breakout, 17, 18 players on the team. And they're going to say, Hey, we're done for the season. We don't want to do this anymore. And that I hope does not happen because that would suck. I just, I, it's going to turn out like baseball is right now. Without a bubble, it's just so hard to control. Traveling, everything. Be t- and it's you can't postpone games in the NFL. You play one a week, you know? Yep. It's going to be – I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I really hope something happens in the medical field to help it out, but it's just not looking good, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and I think a big reason why the NBA is working so well is because they already were – three-fourths of the way done with their year. And, you know, they're only doing like eight games until they do a a playoff. But if they had to do the entire NBA season, would they be willing to stay six months (laughs) down there at Walt Disney World? You know what I mean? Oh, definitely not. Those people wouldn't be away from their family that long. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be hard. Okay, so say they do – they cut it in half, and they we only have an eight-game season. I mean, that'd be cool, but I would I, like I would almost think they would rather just cut it up and just cancel it all. Do you think they could push it back? They would say, "Hey, let's do it in let's the do it like a yeah, let's do it in like a spring." I mean, unless they're being promised something like, "Oh, it's going to be ready in the spring," I don't see them doing that. Yeah, just too too many variables to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like where you guys are coming from. Okay, so we'll just roll this right over to the next question is, 
Who is the biggest player that has opted out so far? Because I would read the list. I w- <laughs> I I'll, go, I'll go first. I think it's uh, – personally, I think it's probably Hightower or Patrick Chung. Hightower has been so um, crucial to their, uh, to their defense in New England. Um, and I just think he holds down the, the middle of the field for them. And so I think him not playing is, is a tough one. Because we saw – what was it, last year he was out the whole season or something like that. Um, and they just struggled. So I think it might be the same situation. Yeah, no, I like those. I'm going to say Mosley, though. I mean, he he would have been the heart and soul of that Jets defense now. And now you lose him right after you just lost Jamal Adams. It's going to be a long season for the Jets. Yeah, it's going to really, really hurt. Um, I'm thinking, guys – Nate Soldier from the Giants, offensive line. The Giants just revamped their offensive line with drafting their first-round pick. Oh, I forget the guy's name, but he's good. He's fast. But then Nate Soldier opted out. So now, old who's the quarterback for the Giants? What's his damn name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, who I think is actually going to have a big – I did think he was going to have a big season, but not now. And wow. – I'm a little worried about that offensive line now over there, and Saquon, that hurts him with him being the number one running back. He still is a freak, but Nate Soldier, he was a, their dominant guy over there, and he opted out. But like you guys, your guys' two picks, that's a big one. You could also say Detroit Lions, Atkins, or the Packers, Funches. He opted out. <laughs> I was going to say um, – don't be don't Eddie be surprised Goldman. if there's more too. Oh yeah, there's oh, gonna no, be more. 100%. Um, Eddie Goldman for the Bears. He was there, you know, stud yep. nose tackle last year, the anchor of that line. I think that'll be a big one for sure. I think you, you're gonna expect it from every team. You're gonna have at least, I say, five to ten opt outs. I think from every single team in the NFL. Yeah. All right, boys. So let's do a little AFC East preview. I want to know who you think is going to win this out of New England, Buffalo, New York, and Miami. Go ahead, Cammy. Give me your rankings. Uh, so I was right after they got Newton, I was really high on New England being able to come back strong and win that division because I don't really feel the Bills are all that strong. But now with, you know, just like Tanner was referring to, they've lost some huge pieces on that defense to where this is the Bills' year to finally get it. So I'm going to lean on the Bills. Okay, who do you got in second? I would say the Pats come in second if they third, don't get it. Third or fourth? Da da um, da. He's a Tua believer. <laughs> I was going to say, I I just can't take him. I'm going to put the Dolphins last. Dolphins last? Dolphins last. Ooh. Ooh. Tanner? Yeah. Um, 
I also, I'm, I mean, I'm similar to you, Cammy, but uh, I have the Bills barely edging out the, the Patriots. I think these opt-outs have really hurt them. Um, I really wanted to take him because I, I think Cam Newton's the man still. So I was excited about what he was going to do there, but it makes it a little tough when most of your defense is gone. Um, and, and the Bills defense was outstanding last year. Their run game was outstanding. Josh Allen's just getting better. Um, so I got the Bills number one, Pats number two, and then I'll take the Dolphins, the upset the Jets. Jets haven't done much. They lose. Yeah, Jets are going to uh, be terrible. I mean, yeah, I – I just don't see what they're going to do. I don't think Adam Gase is a great coach. They're not using uh, Le'Veon Bell the way they should. Um, and I don't think Darnold is the answer. So I'm just going to go with them finishing last and possibly grabbing another early pick in this year's draft. I like it. I like it. All right. You ready to hear who mine? I'm going to shock you boys. It. Dolphins number one, baby. I'm shocking you boys, okay? Buffalo is going to be number one. Holy moly. <laughs> yes, I think Buffalo is going to be hands down number one. They have a great defense. Their offense is getting better with Diggs on that team now. Josh Allen's going to be able to gunsling. Get that dog out of the dang party. I'm just kidding. But now here's where I'm shocking you. All right? Number two, the Dolphins. They're going to be in second, all right? New England lost too much on defense. That's where they're going to have a strong suit. I do not think Cam Newton is as great as he says he once was. I think his time came, left, he runs too much. I don't think that's going to be really his strong suit over at the Patriots. They're going to want him to gunsling it and be like a Tom Brady if he starts. I don't think he is a guarantee to get the starting position. Then I'm going to go the Patriots in third and the Jets in fourth. They just lost their free safety, who is their sole or strong safety, who is their sole of that defense. C.J. Mosley now, who is a superstar freak linebacker, as you can tell last season when he was out. Their defense sucked, and I think Darnold's going to have to gunsling it. And no, I don't think he is a gunslinging fool. He's good, but he ain't a gunslinging fool. So – that's my rankings, boys, and I hate putting the Dolphins at number two. I hate it. <laughs> you think there's a you think there's a shot that uh, Cam Newton doesn't win that starting job? They came out and said it's open for anybody. So I do. I, yeah, I mean, Stills, I think they Stills really knows like the that. offense. Know. So yeah, but guys, th- this is why. Listen, to the Dolphins. Dolphins. I don't think. Tua is going to start the season. I don't think he's going to start the season. I think it's going to be Fitz magic. Everyone's going to go crazy. Yep. He's going to have be 4-0 or something, and then he's going to start going downhill, and that's when they'll start putting Tua in. But their defense is going to be ridiculous. Byron Jones, they got Ted Karras, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba. Come on. <laughs> they're lo- Kyle Van Noy, they're loading up with defensive players from New England. I think if they play the season – I hate to say it. Now, are the Dolphins ever going to run wild and go to the Super Bowl? No, I don't even think they make the playoffs. That's how bad this division is going to be. Playoffs? They ain't going to make the playoffs. And they're going to finish number two in this division. It's going to be historically bad now that Brady's gone? Yep. I think it is. Bills, I think, are going to just manhandle this division. What do you think? AFC East wins or Chiefs wins? Chiefs. Chiefs are repeating. If the Chiefs play, they're repeating. 
more wins than the whole division. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is hands down. The Chiefs are great this year, guys. But we don't need to talk about that. Okay, I do have one question now for you guys. Okay, so the top three quarterbacks from the NFL 100. Okay, Lamar Jackson, one. Russell Wilson, two. Patty, three. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. I don't think Russell Wilson should be up there necessarily. But I I do like Lamar Jackson, number one. Um, Especially if it's, you know, counting the last couple years. If you're talking like three years in a row, maybe, Mahomes. But, I mean, we're talking about the MVP of last season, uh, kind of a record-breaking season for a quarterback. So I like him, number one. Uh, but I don't like Russell Wilson, number two. He's, he, I mean, he's an outstanding quarterback, but that's a little much for me ahead of Mahomes. Cammy? Yeah, no, um, I kind of agree with Tanner. Like, if you're going just off of last year, I mean, you have to give the MVP the number one spot. But um, I'm with you guys. I would have homie ahead of Russell Wilson regardless. If you're going off of last year, just overall. But I think those three are the top three. Yeah, I think they're the top three. And I do agree with the rankings. I think Mahomes is number three. Surprising, Lamar is number one just because of his freak last season. But I do think Russell Wilson gets that second spot. He had a better season than Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Patrick Mahomes went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl MVP. But – he didn't have a great game, um, and I just – I don't give that to, like, nerves or anything. What I do is he's learning, and it's a big, big, big stage and stuff, and he has to settle in. You saw that with the Patriots, his first time in the AFC. They lost. It was his first time in the Super Bowl. He did win, but it was his first time, and I think playing the Patriots really woke him up and showed him that he has to just settle down, and you saw that at the end of the game. But – I do like the rankings at one, two, and three, how they stand. Plus, it gives Patty a little chip on his shoulder to say, yo, I'm going to have to come out and throw another 55 touchdown season. Yes. <laughs> I got him going 60 this year and Tom Brady not even breaking 30. Let's go. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> I'm saying 32 and 12 for Brady. You are crazy, son. <laughs> 32 and 12. Well, boys, that was it for another Four Corners. That was a nice little episode. You guys got any? Oh, yeah, just getting warmed up, getting ready for the season. Heck, yeah. And we're going to start really pushing out, guys, some content on Facebook. We'll get our Instagram and our Twitter activated again and start pushing out a lot of content on those two. But check out our SoundCloud. We're going to get YouTube running as well with some shows. We'll post some small clip content for you guys. I'm excited for this season if it does happen because it's going to be crazy. It's nothing that anybody has experienced, so it's going to be a very big learning curve for everybody here. Other than that, guys, any partying? Last words. Go Broncos. Ew, Cameron. If you say the Titans, I'm just going to stop recording. <laughs> I was going to say they're making the playoffs again, so watch out. <laughs> Watch out, Chiefies. We're coming for you.
All right, and KC, Super Bowl champs, back-to-back. Let's go. Peace out. Thank you, ladies.